Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. First off, what'd you guys think of the new shirt? Hope you guys liked it. We had a lot of fun designing that one. Yeah. So uh, hopefully you feel like you too are high class and order your shirt. Whether or not you have an HK. I personally don't have one, but I still have a shirt. Because a boy can dream, right? <laughs> So it was awesome. Thank you all for the ones that you've already ordered. I appreciate it. And I can't wait to see more of them out there. I'd like to see people's shirts with their high-class gun. Right. So give it to me. Whatever it is. PTRs, HKs, even the new Sentry Arms. Uh, USPs. Love to see some USPs with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Maybe a Mark 23 if anyone's got one. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, guys, get the shirt, share the love, share the pictures. I want to see some dope guns. Right. Eye candy. Yeah. Mm. Let's jump into gun news. Um, yeah, short and sweet. There's just a few things new that are coming out that we kind of missed last week. It's funny that you say short and sweet, being that the first one on our list is the SIG X Carrier Legion. Yep. So for those of you that are unaware of how SIG names their stuff, the X Carry. Is still a full-size grip, so full-capacity 17-round mag with a compact upper. So if SIG made a 19X, that it was heavy. called the X-Carry. This would be it. <laughs> and the Legion being the tungsten-infused frame. Correct. So I essentially already have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. Just not Legion. Yeah. So I, I made my own X-Carry. And I do like it. It is quite nice. That's actually the one that I shot last week. Mm, oh, no, I shot the, the compact, compact last week. Yep. Both fun. So what this has that the normal Legion doesn't is this comes with a threaded barrel. That's exciting. Yay for compensators. <laughs> and they were smart about it this time because SIG, in previous 320s, has done a left-handed thread. This is 9x28. Or, uh... Nine by twenty-eight, half by twenty-eight. Yeah, half by twenty-eight. Yeah, nine millimeter, half by twenty-eight. Which is nine by nineteen for anyone in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's a good offering. I think they're going to sell a shit ton of them. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially with uh, it already being a threaded barrel, ready for most comps, they're going to sell a crap ton of these things. Oh yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, I'm not going to run out and buy them, but. Well, I wouldn't doubt that we're going to eventually add one of those modules into our collection of modules. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's the same reason I currently have one of my original X-Frames out getting modified, because to me, a nice carry duty gun doesn't weigh as much as a Legion. Yeah. So, we're hopefully, I don't know when he'll have that done, but hopefully by the time the frame is done, I'll have the upper done. Which I'm very excited for. Me too. It's kind of one of those dream guns. Like, ever, as soon as I saw one of them, I was like, I gotta build one of these. Mm -hmm. So, that'll be a very cool gun to just have in the collection and shoot, take the classes. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, continuing with SIG, <clears throat> they are being very strategic with this move, and I think it's brilliant. P365 is getting another variant. But not just any variant. They are coming out with it in 380. 
Which is going to be great when 3D ML eventually becomes yeah, available. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I hate saying that because I still think it's a good idea for companies during like an ammo shortage and like a industry crisis time to still be innovating. Yeah. Now, I know I people totally are going, agree. oh, 380 is not innovating. No, it really is because everything dimensionally is still the same, works in all the holsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mags have a shim in them, they're still tens. So the mags dimensionally are the exact same size externally as right. the nines, but the shim in the back allows for the shorter cartridge right. to not and fall And smaller back. interior parts that you don't notice, and the slide is going to be easier to manipulate. Yeah. So that's a win-win for most newer shooters or shooters with weaker hands. Mm-hmm. Dare I say, most women shooters. Dare you say? No, <laughs> you, you can say it. So, yeah, it, it's smart. Right? They did it backwards from what Glock and Smith did. Yeah. They came out with their 380s first and everyone bought them up. And then they came out with basically the same thing in a 9. And everyone dumped their 380s to buy the 9. Right. So, this was was a good move for SIG. I like it. So, I did not take the time to write down all the different variations of this coming out. Because I didn't think, quite frankly, I didn't think you guys would want to hear it. Right, I don't want to hear it again. I've already looked over the list once or twice. So, Browning, who uh, is known for making hunting clothes lately, basically, <laughs> uh, they're coming out with nine new variations of the Buckmark, which is their twenty-two target pistol. Basically, it's their competitor to the Ruger twenty-two forty-five or Mark series pistols. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about, like, some crazy, gaudy outrageous I mean, there's Americana a, looking thing. There's one, it is like baby blue and there's cuts in the slide. That look like mountain That tops. look like mountain tops, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you yeah. saw that too. And inside the mountain tops, it is white Cerakote and the barrel is white. So when you're looking at it, it's like an icy blue, it's like a Coors Light can. Alright. The only one that I thought looked kind of cool was the one with the gold barrel, of course. Yeah. And the sleeve around it is like hollowed out honeycomb. Yeah, that looked really cool. Yeah, that one looked cool. I was down with that one. And then, of course, the tiny little subby suppressor one was awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so they have nine different variations, and most of them are cosmetic. A couple of them have threaded barrels and top rails. Yeah, the average price is like seven bills. Yeah. Which is I think like, the cheapest whoa. one was like. Five sixty five eighty somewhere in that range right. for like the base model one, and then up to eight hundred I think was the like more expensive. One. I think it went right. up to eight. So, if you're looking for a new steel challenge gun or varmint gun, I mean they're not bad. You got a buckmark. You like yours. I love a buckmark. Yeah. So, not that they're good guns. It's just like not that wow. they're not good guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like wow, like nine new variations. Of the same gun. And the names are ludicrous. They're really weird. I didn't even write any. If you want to look them up, look them up. They're outrageous. Yeah. So, on to shooting sports, because I don't think we have very much else in the gun news. Um, Shooting sports. Yep. Today, we both shot a match. We did. Which was a lot of fun. Um, We... Went up to Rockford to Pine Tree Pistol Club. 
Tony was on the fence for the last week on what gun he was actually going to shoot and showed up today with... I shot PCC. Right. I showed up with my CZ Scorpion carbine. And, yeah. It, uh... Let's see. Hmm. It started Where out... Where do I start? Um... It started out fine. I mean... Yeah, it was it was a little rocky, you know. First time ever running it, you had, you know, like uh, you had your mags topped off, so you didn't download your mags, so you had an issue getting the mag in on the first reload. But other than that, yeah. I don't think you had any issues. Uh, and then the mag falling when you were going from seated to standing. Well, and I also learned that the Magpul mags for them are significantly thinner than the factory CZ mags. Mm -hmm. So the mag pouches were like. Either they were outrageously tight or not tight enough. Yeah. Depending on which mag was in it. So we had to readjust all the mag pouches so well, that so one belt, specific mag pouch would always be for that one and then the other two for the CZ mags. Right. The reason it was the, you were talking about the mag in my pocket, that was there because the Velcro in the belt that I chose to use for PCC is kind of wearing out. So I was like, screw it, just take the belt off, I'll just... Draw the mag from my pocket. No biggie. Well, we started on the classifier stage. What the heck is it? Day is not deja vu, is it? Uh, no, it's uh, more did deja you, vu. Did you send the messenger? Yeah, the the, the one that we were seated outside the shooting box, and you got to draw to target one, which has a partial no shoot on it, and then a mandatory Major. reload, and then you got two farther targets. <clears throat> so as as I stood up. And shot target one. I went to go reload. The mag wasn't there. It fell on the ground. So that was not fun. Yeah. And I took an extra shot on it. Also stupid. But stage three that we went on, that's where things got interesting. I shot it. And it was a pretty long long-ish field course, a lot of movement. They had a door. I bust through the door, pull the trigger, pull the trigger again, nothing. Oh, crap, malfunction, right? Uh, you know, tap and rack, pull the trigger, nothing. One more time, tap, rack, nothing. Now I'm pulling the trigger, and I'm like, wow, this thing is really, 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 really tough right now. Like, they don't have the best trigger job, but this is really tough. I'm like, huh, so I flick my finger forward, sure enough, uh, my trigger's not resetting. So, either something was put in wrong, spoiler alert, I know what happened after the fact. So I shot the rest of the stage manually resetting my trigger. Which was very painful to watch. Yeah, it sucked. So it was a 29 round? Yeah. Yeah, 29 round course. And, yeah. It was literally bang, click, bang, click, bang, click, all the way to the end. Yeah. So you ended up just finishing that one off. I did, and luckily... One round at a time. <laughs> yeah. I finished that one, and I was going to shoot the rest of the match like that and just have fun with it, but luckily my buddy George was like, hey... You can just use my MPX if you want. We'll share it. He was there shooting PCC. 
Uh, so I opted to be smart and just go with George's gun. Yeah. Which was very cool. It was a very nice gun. He actually has an MPX that runs. <laughs> so that was awesome. And he's got all the goodies on it. It was quite the, uh, quite the adventure on that stage. So in between stages I went to see what was wrong with the Scorpion. Because I just did all the work to it. There's a video coming, don't worry. Uh, and it has a Shooter's Element trigger shoe in it. Along with an HB Industries trigger spring kit. Now in that kit, there is a trigger return spring. And drawing a blank on the other little spring. And a shim. Watching the install video... You know, check your, you know, once you put everything back together, check it. Yes, my gun works. Put it together more. It works. It worked for the first two stages. Mm -hmm. I didn't put the shim in because my gun didn't need it. Mm -hmm. And they also say in the video, this is only, only included in the kit because something like 1% of scorpions need the shim. So you probably won't need it. Cool. My gun works without it. No biggie, not putting it in. You are the exception. Yes. So lucky I didn't throw the shim out, so I will be doing that this week. Yeah. <sighs> so that sucked. But the following stage had a lot of weird low port, a lot of tight, tight, tight shooting. That was fun. I really, really enjoyed stage one and stage two. And George has a laser on his PCC, <laughs> which... I was like, oh, I'm trying. Like as if PCC in a pistol club isn't cheating already. Oh, going through it a was laser on it. so fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast. Now I will say. Pun intended. I get why people like PCC. Crazy easy to shoot. Really accurate. Minus some height overbore things. So I get it. I'm still going to make fun of PCC. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I kind of miss my pistol. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I I started off with pistol. I really enjoy it. Like, I, the rifle thing was cool. You know, and I will do it again. It was fun. Mm -hmm. But I won't do it again until after Nationals now. Yeah. Yeah, I can't blame you. So. I put in the time. Yeah, that was. Like, I get it, guys. All you PCC guys. I haven't thought of it yet, but you'll get a shirt soon. I understand. Plus, I feel like like your movements, like you're far more aggressive with a pistol in your hand than with a rifle. I mean, you had some good like snap movements from target to target transition, but like entering, exiting position, like your go to get from one to the other, especially the long strides, was not nearly as aggressive as it yeah, is with your pistol. I don't know if like. I mean, it could have also been this is your first time ever shooting PCC. Well, I mean, that, you do rifle train, but under I was, the time... On the classifiers, I was still fast. Mm -hmm. I think what it came down to was, on the one long stage, I had to basically shoot a bolt action. Yeah. And then on the other ones, I didn't want to, like, push too hard with a gun I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Especially because he's got, I think it's a hyperfire trigger, and it was, like, less than two pounds... Compared to my Scorpion, which has like a five pound trigger. Yeah. So. That's understandable. I, I still felt like it was pretty quick. 
I had a lot of fun with it. Movements were definitely different. It will be getting a laser. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, you had a lot of fun with it. Sorry, getting Cusco's attention so he doesn't do something stupid. So your match. Uh, so this is the first match back in production since July when I changed over to Carry Optics. So seven months. First stage we do is a classifier. First two stages. Well, first two are classifiers, but the very first stage... I do my walkthrough. I'm like, oh, that's right. I have, you know, production division. I gotta figure out where I'm gonna do my reload. It's 12 round count. I can only have 10 plus one. So I go walk through it, figure out where my reload's gonna be. Walk through it again. Close my eyes, visualize where I'm gonna be doing my reload. I'm like, yeah, I got this. The buzzer goes off. Boom! I'm back in carry optics all over again. I ran that whole thing without doing a reload until my very very last shot when. I went to slide lock, <laughs> and I had one round left to hit, so I did a real quick reload, slammed her home, shot it off. So angry. Oh, yeah, it was one I of the it was one of the new classifiers. It was deja vu again with the four poppers and the the two, lateral movement. Yeah, two targets on either side. Yeah, that was um, it's one of those like. Don't moments. I'm like, oh my god. Like, I know I had to do reload. <sighs> Which is so funny, because when I switched from production to limited, it was at Pine Tree. I was reloading all the time. Yeah. There was one time I, we were, yeah, it was at, actually at Pine Tree. We were shooting a stage, and you can see me catch the mag. I went to go reload when I moved, and I'm like, oh, nope, not yet. Yeah. Yours huh. is just the opposite. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, when I, I was shooting, I always shot production up until July. So when I changed over in July, my first couple matches, I was doing the same thing. Yeah. I was like every, you know, eight to 10 rounds reload. Every time I was moving between one array and the next reload. And now I'm like, Oh, I finally got used to not having to reload all the time. This is great. Damn. <laughs> got to reload all the time again. Ah, just until May. But yeah, got to definitely put in some time. Uh, I think maybe some, like short stage setups and longer stage setups with the dry fire targets here at the house, practicing setting my stage and remembering to do reloads, you know, in and out of positions and stuff like that. Also, you lost your fiber in your first stage. My second shot on the classifier, <laughs> my fiber optic fell out of the front of my sight. So what did we have to put on our checklist for you to have in your bag? I have it in my bag. I just didn't want to deal with it. Oh. It was fine. It was like looking through a little hole. It's not a big deal. Um, so, you know, most of us would never do it. The funny part about all of this is I've been shooting this Legion since July when I put the rod dot on it. That's I haven't shot it before then. You know, I, I well, we test fired. We did the one box review on it. Right. Um, like a year ago. So, outside of those 50 rounds, you know, which fiber optic never came out. I go put the red dot on it. I don't need my fiber optic with a red dot. It's just there doing nothing. That thing lasted the entire 2020 season. I switched to a division where I need my front sight. Second shot in, it falls out. Like, what are the odds of that? 
I mean, you with the trigger, me with the fiber optic. We're both going through, like, learning curves. You with PCC, me with trying to remember that I only have 10 rounds. I'm just really, I wonder, what, why didn't you want to change it? It oh. takes 30 seconds. It takes 30 seconds, but... Yeah. Huh. Hmm. It's not a big, I mean, I've shot my guns with the fiber optics knocked out before. So? I'll have it fixed before optimal. the next one. Anyway, hey, what other lesson did you learn today? Um, to not stand outside of the shooting area and shoot eight <laughs> rounds at targets and get eight penalties. Procedurals. Yeah, that was um, that was very painful. I didn't even realize that I did it. I I was I finished shooting. I was like, man, I felt good. I was like hustling. I got like really good shots. Ryan my reloads. Were, what you did. My reloads were killer. Unload, show clear. Gun and holster. I'm like, yes. I turn around, give a big old smile to Tony, and he just shakes his head, puts his head down. He goes, babe, you got eight procedurals. And he said. <laughs> funny. He goes, no, I'm serious. You didn't step into the shooting area for your first eight shots. I don't remember not stepping in. Well, I think where you messed yourself up was most of us, like I stood, it was a hard lean. If you were short and didn't have long arms because of the table where the fault line was, mm -hmm. I could just pick the gun up and the mag up. It was an unloaded start. But either people stood in it and reached forward or they stood completely out of it and stepped in while they were loading. Mm -hmm. Jackie left one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where it messed you up. That should count as half procedural, so I should only I get four. So. No. Nope. Not the way it works? Nope. Okay. Well, I suck again. Um, lesson learned. Both feet inside the shooting zone at all times. And you also learned another very important lesson today. Another one? Yep. What did I do? We learned why pro mags are the devil. Oh my god! Yeah, today, today, God, today was such an awful day. It was so I had so much fun with our squad, but I swear we're all like gun misfits today. Everyone's stuff breaking and just mishaps, fumbled reloads. It was like we were all picking up guns for the first time. It was so crazy today, but yeah, um, pro mags are bad. Okay. Um, I entered the last position, uh, at an array on the second to last stage. I was not at slide lock. I was changing out a mag through the pro mag in to engage my last 10 targets or my last 10 shots of my last five targets. And I got two off and then my trigger like got really heavy and I'm like holy crap I don't know what it was but I didn't want to continue like I didn't want to like push and force my trigger my gun was telling me obviously that something was wrong um and so I racked the round that was in the chamber thinking maybe it just wasn't like seated all the way forward um racked the round out Went to go engage the trigger again. Same thing. Really, really heavy trigger. Um, I got one round off, but it wasn't, you know, it, the trigger pull was, like, way off. Like, if you if you shot your gun a lot or dry fired a lot, like, you know what your trigger feels like. And it, if it gets heavier and, like, the gun, you can tell when something's off. 
and it was something was definitely off. So I pushed through, got the last like six rounds out, and when I went to go unload show clear, my mag was actually like wedged into the gun. Like it actually, I had to like give it some real oomph to strip that mag out um, before unloading and showing clear. There was nothing wrong with any of the rounds that I picked up off the floor that I had, you know, racked trying to cycle out whatever the issue was. Uh, it was going into battery just fine. It just... I think it was an over-insertion problem. Yeah. I think something was wrong with them. Definitely something wrong with the mag. Yeah. The only shooting production for four months, that's when, you know, Nationals is the second weekend in May. So, March, April, May... Oh, Three months. Like 90-something days away. Yeah. Not even 89-something. Yeah. Three, three months from now is Nationals. And I was like, I'm not going to go and buy all of these standard capacity mags just for three months. Like, like SIG mags, you know, they're like 50, 60 bucks a pop. I'm like, I'm not going to go and spend, like, you know, what? I need five mags, so 180 bucks on mags? No, thanks. Oh, it'd be more than that. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, lots of money on mags just for a few months' worth. So I decided um, I was going to try and find some pre-owned ones. Found some pre-owned ones at the gun shop. Uh, there were five pre-owned ones. One that had a 10-round block in it. SIG brand. Not a big deal. Shooting production. I'll take it. It's cheap. It's 20 bucks. One standard and three pro mags. That's where I fucked up. Sorry. Now we have to explicit it again. Sorry. <laughs> I just labeled them all explicit because of you. My bad. Uh, yeah, that's where I screwed up. Promag's bad. Don't do it. But still had a lot of fun today. Now I'm feeling really down. Let's uh, let's get off this topic. Got some cool questions in from you guys. Uh, let's see what uh, what piece or pieces of gear. Do you find to be essential for EDC and competition, not including gun and mags? So, are we taking gear as firearm related or like your knife, your flashlight, EDC carrying items that you carry know. with you? That's exactly what the question says. So, whatever you deem, I mean, EDC hmm. to me is what you carry every day. Well, in addition to the gun and mags, um, obviously a holster, but because we don't just tuck them in our pant bands, we cover those trigger guards. Um, my most essential EDC is my knife. Um, I carry in my front right pocket just because I use my knife far more frequently than I would ever use my gun. So I know a lot of guys carry their knife on their left side. Um, I use mine so frequently, and I'm right-handed, therefore I carry on my right, which is not orthodox, but works for me because I use it often. What about for competition? For competition, my help little loader. <laughs> I'm such a wuss. I really am. Um, and all the mags and everything. Like I would never make it at a match you know, 200 plus rounds, loading them each in one at a time with my fingers and then 
griping and crying that the reason I got trigger freeze is because my fingers are fatigued from loading all my megs. <laughs> yeah, that would go really well. So yeah, my Uplula loader is definitely my one thing that I could not function without. If I didn't have Tony loading my megs for me, then I would have to have a Lula loader. <laughs> How about you? What's your uh, EDC for carry? Mm. Or your wisdom, sorry, what's your gear for EDC? I mean, aside from a good holster, I would have to say probably my, like my, probably like my IFAC or my first aid stuff, tourniquet, stuff like that. Yeah, you always have your bag with you. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's cliche, but it's just as important to learn how to plug holes as it is to make them usually more important you know like you are with your knife you're far more uh, far more susceptible to using medical I'm far, I'm far more likely to yeah. use my knife every day just like likely. we are That's also far more likely to use a medical kit than we hmm. would be to use our guns and get, for that I mean like get training training may be like I don't want to say it's gear, but to me it's more important than that. Like, to know how to use your stuff, mm -hmm. super important. Yeah. So, competition, hmm. You're walking videographer. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say this past year, probably the fan. Mm-hmm. But that seems a little extravagant. Honestly, probably what makes your life the easiest is a bag, a good range bag. Mm-hmm. It's underestimated a lot of people think they can just do a duffel bag and yes you can there's nothing wrong with it but i'm not saying you have to get a range bag but get a bag dedicated that has storage you need organization you need mm -hmm. and it just makes your life so much easier at a match yeah like if you lose your fiber optic at a match and you need to know where your fiber optic <laughs> replacement kit is it's like always in the same spot yes just an example so i mean i know where my mag brush is all the time <laughs> now except jackie, when i take it because <laughs> now jackie has her own i put my name on mine believe that no touchy <laughs> uh but like you know i know where my extra mags are i know where my fiber optic kit is i know where the batteries are you've come a long way because i just remember this past year at nationals you didn't know where your mags were unbelievable i went there you are rude I went there. The savagery. And there was no bounds. <laughs> I can't believe I put up with this abuse. Anyway, yes, get a proper range bag. You suck. <laughs> That's probably going to be it for me on that one. All right. Um, so hopefully that answered your question. Um, if we did it wrong, let us know. We will do it again. Uh, another question we got um, was regarding... New shooters, match settings. Uh, yeah, why don't you just read the whole thing because it's pretty lengthy. Yeah. So we got a message in from a listener. It says, I'm new to your podcast, really enjoying it. I had a question. Thank you. Then thought maybe it would be better suited as a topic for a future podcast. Me and the wife have started shooting competitions, small club competitions. And what we found is overwhelmingly kindness and helpfulness and generosity with all we have met. Example, if you have gun issues, they're throwing their guns at you to use to finish a stage. Are we lucky, or are these clicks and hateful people that we'll eventually experience? 
especially when there's more to gain at larger competitions. I'd be interested to hear some experiences, good or bad, in an upcoming cast. Years ago, when I was into tournament fishing, I experienced a different little cool kid groups, and if you didn't, if you haven't really established yourself as a serious fisherman yet, and your gear isn't the latest and such type clicks, not sure if it's because money was on the line, or if the guys at Tourney were a-holes, was afraid shooting comps would be similar. You just said fuck earlier in the podcast, and now you're worried about saying asshole. He put dollar signs on his S's. <laughs> so, if this person doesn't use profanity to speak to me, I won't portray that to our audience as something that they would say. Right. So the short answer to this is uh, yes to all of it. Wouldn't you agree? That's the short answer. Um, well, with I mean, with the exception of the very last thing, was afraid shooting comps would be similar. No. Sure there. To the fishing competitions where you're going to you know, run into assholes that... Sure. I mean, the occasional... So the answer, short oh. answer is yes. Okay, well, there are exceptions to every rule. So, we yes. can't speak for all shooters and say that everyone is awesome. Well, we'll go more into it now, but the short answer is yes. Yes. So, look at today. My gun broke. My buddy lent me his gun. Mm-hmm. I've lent my gun to people. Yep. You guys, if you've listened to the other podcast, you're well aware that my friend Joe lent me his Shadow 2 for the entire Nationals because I'm an idiot. So, And left your mags at home. We got, they know. <laughs> hey, you don't have to keep saying it. They know. <laughs> anyway, I would say 95% of the people in this sport are above and beyond helpful, good people. They just want to have fun, even like competitor competitors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like if you ask anyone at any match if they remember like the first match they ever shot, like emotionally how they felt, like, yeah, you're going to be nervous, you're going to be like overthinking everything. You know, you want to, like, go out and blast and have fun. Everybody else is having a great time, but you have to focus on safety. And all of the help and things that you get along the way, you know, hey, just so you know, this is how this start's going to be. It might be a little tricky, so just take it slow. Take your time. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, helps to grow the sport. You know, you don't want to see anybody DQ. So if you can offer them any piece of advice that's going to help them to be able to finish out their match and let everyone go home with the same amount of holes that they came in with, that's the goal. We're all there to have fun. We're all there to be safe. And advice is always welcome. And I feel... I feel like there's... There there are some always some bad apples. Yeah, I would say you're not... You asked if you're lucky. You're not lucky. That is how it should be. Yeah. Okay. But I do want to tell you and be honest with you, don't be surprised if you run into a couple of assholes along the way. Yeah. It's going to happen in anything you do, just like for fishing, which I'm a little surprised at, but fishing. Well, fishing tourneys, they can get some big money. Yeah. Oh. They make more money than we do in shooting. We don't make money in shooting. Except that Dragon Cup coming up, which I'm probably going to go to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hashtag Motley Crew. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
welcome to the shooting world. Um, we're really glad to have both you and your wife. And if you guys ever need anything or help or suggestions, tips, anything like that, please hit up Tony or myself. We would be more than happy to help you. Yeah, absolutely. I think you guys will really enjoy it. I'm happy to see another couple getting involved. It's a lot of fun. It's a bonding experience. It's bonding and expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's twice as expensive as if only one person had the hobby. <laughs> no, you guys will enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, yeah. Uh, shoot us another message. See where, you know, let us know where you guys are at. Let us know what you guys shoot. It'd be really cool if we could uh, get some uh, match time together. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, we have a, a couple of couples that we know that we shoot with, you know, regularly or talk to online on a regular basis. Yep. And it is it is always, like, really heartwarming to see, like, others. I don't know. I'm just, like, mushy, I think. So, I don't know. I love it. I love the love of guns and each other. It's cute. Next. So, yeah. Thanks for the question, guys. We do have a CCC this week. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Yes. This is a very expensive CCC. It is. It is a carry compete crush between an Atlas Gunworks Chaos, Phoenix Trinity Honcho, and the Bull Armory SAS2 URF. And that was from Alex, right? Yep. Yep. Manny on Instagram. Yeah. Where are you at? What are you doing? So, I had a question, because I was pretty sure that I had already set, like, what I wanted, but I wanted to double-check Jay Carrillo. Yes. Shoots the honcho. Yes, his gold one is a honcho. Okay. Because I saw it, and I loved it, and I handled it, and that is what I would compete with. But I was almost 100% sure that that's what it was. So I didn't want to like jump in and say yes if he ended up if he was actually showing me a different gun. So yes, most definitely um, that is the one I'm going to compete with. Um, I have had my eye on a bull armory for a really long time, and I know that the little one would be ideal, but I know I love Albert's bull armory. It's so cute. So I would carry the bull. And crush the Atlas. Well, unfortunately, I think the bull you're thinking of is not the bull he's talking about. I know about. it's not the bull. I know. But because I like the little version so much, I would carry the big one. Like, I really like it. Plus, none of these are going to be carry-in-the-pants friendly. So, may as well just move to a state where I got open carry, tote that some bitch on my hip, and off we go. How about you? What would you do? Well, hmm, this is tough because Atlas currently doesn't have a Chaos available. They're working on the 2.0, uh, but that's been in the works for a while. I have messed with the Bulls. Hmm. I'm going to have to say, this is tough. I'm crushing the bull. Really? Because 
out of the three, it is the only one that takes its own magazine. The other ones take normal STI mags. Mm. So that would leave me with an Atlas and the Honcho. I'm going to... I'm going to carry... Yeah. I'm going to carry the honcho because I can easily change that to just an iron sight, sight black gun, uh, or a slide mounted optic. And I'm going to compete in open with the chaos, chaos 2.0, if we ever get to see what it's like. Until then, you won't be able to compete. What if they never come out with it? You're locked in. It's a lifelong commitment. You just said I do. (laughs) Was that the only CCC we got this week? I think that might have been it. Yep, it was. Uh, I think that's actually it for everything. That is all, folks. Easy. It's a perky pig thing. Yes. Cease and desist inbound. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not like I said WB or anything. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> well. You guys have been super awesome. We really appreciate all of your questions, uh, your CCC submissions. We had so many of you guys reach out to us this week regarding the podcast and your appreciation and your love for it. And you guys have just absolutely filled our hearts. We are so very grateful for you guys. Um, If you would like to continue supporting us in addition to listening to our podcast, you can view our gear at laughandload.com. You can submit more questions and CCCs to us. Either DM us on Instagram or email them to pewtimepodcast at gmail.com. Send either of us a message on Instagram. We always love chatting with new friends and listeners. And what do you guys think about, uh, seeing as we got more couples listening, and even if you don't have a significant other in it, what do you think about joining Jackie and I live for a couple's drive fire for Valentine's Day? Oh my god, that's so romantic. I do. <laughs> How about you guys? Do you do too? So, let us know. We'll pick a day. Maybe it'll be on Valentine's Day. Maybe it won't. But it might be a little weird on Valentine's Day, I suppose. But maybe we will. We're going to do a, uh, a team drive fire here shortly. And that's it, guys. Everything she said. Mushy, mushy. Love you guys. Appreciate everything. And we will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>